We interrupt this transmission to bring you the following live broadcast. It's Wednesday. It's 6 p.m. It's the Big Sunshine Show! Man, I missed having that echo. Having that effect. We're in the studio, finally. It's me, and it's my buddy Earl. What's up? From Lost Elysium and Tokyo Monsters, and uh, one more time, Twin Lions, yeah. you're telling me. Yeah, we got a show coming up October 21st, man. October 21st. reunion show, which is probably going to be our last deal, so that's uh, going to be one to definitely come out to. Sure. I might be able to make that. You should. You don't have a show that night, right? I don't have a show. That's not my weekend with my kids, so if I don't switch weekends, I should be able to go. I'm going to take you up on that. It's just it's a matter of... Uh, actually being able to do it so <laughs> i just gotta make sure that i don't switch weekends where's the show at uh evening star evening star okay star playing uh stock neptune okay Those guys are doing their reunion too okay so, uh, so that's <laughs> that's a must see. that sounds like yeah. a must must see show what'd you do what was that i don't know oh you hit the uh you knocked over my uh old 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 ancient broken beaten up guitar you're good man you're good <laughs> Yeah, man, this is the first show we've done in the studio in ages. This is your first show with me. This is your, our first show with you, too. I was trying you're, to do it with you for a while. You have been. You uh, you were here for WrestleMania last year, and you're like, man, i got to come do the show with you guys. i got to come do the show with you guys. Busy, dude. And you finally, like, you're like, hey, can I come do the show? I'm like, dude, I need a co-host. <laughs> Thinking that Dan was not going to be here this week. And as it turns out, Dan is on his way here now. <laughs> <laughs> and won't be here next week, so now it's like, who's going to co-host next week? Hmm. I can come back. We, we'll see how well I do. <laughs> we'll see how well you do, and maybe we'll have you back. That might be <laughs> that might be the idea. Uh, I am, I, I can, we're totally picking up the air conditioner from the other room. <laughs> I can hear it in my headphones. If I close the door, it's gone. No, it's still there. Never mind. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> You know, I watched WrestleMania with you, man. That was, uh, to be honest, that was the last time I watched uh, like current wrestling. Um, you haven't missed much, honestly. Man. Did you read, did you do a lot of wrestling on this one, or no? Uh, we or... we occasionally talk about wrestling on this one. Just yeah, I mean, uh, you the, know. the Undertaker retired that night, and after I remember leaving your house, and I was that's just, right. I had this feeling. I'm just like, what do I do now? Like I just felt like just. Empty. It was the weirdest, strangest thing. I think you like, actually said that on your way out the door. I think you said, what do I do now? <laughs> Every wrestling fan just commits suicide. There's Brian, no reason to live. At Lady Laura Moore, Brian will be back October 11th. Yeah, man, I'm glad I finally got to come in, come in though. Yeah, sorry, it's, just, uh, it's a night that, that Brian wasn't here, but... <laughs> I finally got to come, that's what she said. <laughs> but... So what, So you got uh, you got the Tokyo Monsters thing going? Yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've been working on that since um, since Twin Lines ended. We started working with that. Um, we just played our first show, you know, about, about two months ago. Um, oh. No, you're good. No, I just like watching you. Oh no, I was, just, <laughs> I was pulling the fader on Fancy. the. Yeah, yeah no, we've, uh, we've been working on Tokyo Monsters for probably about a year now. Um, you know, and it's it's killer, man. It's it's just a little three piece. It's we're just playing what we want. You know, we're just releasing good music, playing what we want. It's fun. You know, um, probably not going to be doing much this winter. 
Um, it sucks being in a band in the winter. It does. It sucks. Unless you have roadies. <laughs> Unless you have roadies. <laughs> That's what I hated, man, was always having to carry my fucking gear out to my car, especially in the winter. Yeah. There's like a foot of snow. Like, I got wheels on my amp, but there's a foot of snow. <laughs> so I have to pick the goddamn thing up anyway. I think even worse than snow is like carrying gear when it's like stupid cold. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I remember we did a show with Lost Elysium at the at uh, Mohawk. It was like your DVD, you know, uh, DVD filming. I was there. And it was like the coldest night of like the year. It was like negative 35 wind chill. It was just stupid cold. Yeah. Um, you might you might think it's funny. We uh we ended up Twin Lions ended up going on, on last. Some for some reason we were we were either drunk or I don't know what the deal was, but we decided to dedicate every song to a dead wrestler. I was there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh so we get out of there and we had to drive back to Lucid. That's where you're from, you know, and I had to drive the whole way back in like negative ten degrees with a flat tire. Oh no. Just, it was just <laughs> miserable, man. Yeah, I uh, I worked for Lost Elysium that night. I was uh, Brian's. Did you? I was Brian's guitar tech. I was uh, basically guarding Ashley's keyboard because she she brought her keyboard. She was gonna play a song with it and then ended up not. So she put it on the side of the stage and people were just moshing right near it. So I'm like standing there trying to make sure it doesn't fall to the ground while also trying to hand Brian guitars. <laughs> you were never my bass tech. What the hell? <laughs> you never asked. True. Dude, I, I, I've, I've wor- I have worked for Lost Elysium so many times over the years, man. Seriously, man. Just and then like, I joined the band and I don't ever see you. I, <laughs> was it me? It no, it wasn't you. <laughs> it wasn't you. I, uh, you. You played that one show at the waiting room, I think. And No, no, actually, that was Devin. <laughs> Jeez, I don't think I have worked for them since you've been in the band. They just make you do all the work now, I guess. Exactly. I guess. Um... No, they they were having a show at the waiting room and they were counting ticket money, and like Ashley's just sitting on the floor in the waiting room, counting money, and I'm like, what what the fuck? So I had to go like stand there and make sure nobody messed with her while she was counting money. I'm like, okay, so I'm your guitar tech, I'm your roadie, I'm your a lot of responsibilities that night. I'm your I'm your security guard now. What the fuck? You know, (laughs) the one thing they wouldn't hire me for was to be their uh, be their merch guy. Okay. That worked for you. It worked out very well for me. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, uh, Lost Elysium, we're still doing really well. You know, we're uh, we got an album we're gonna be working on over the winter. You know, uh, we're doing November 11th. Yes, November yeah. 11th, Mohawk Place. Yeah, we're still playing that. Um, we're gonna be working on the album, releasing that hopefully uh, early spring. I'd imagine. I was so worried about November 11th, man, because. Like, Brian left. Uh, Brian left Lost Elysium. So I'm like, shit. Am I gonna have Lost Elysium? Mm-hmm. Grant from the Dreadnecks shoots me a message. Like, dude, I don't know if I could do. It. No, actually, he he came up to me at a show. He wanted to wait till he saw me in person. He said, dude, I don't know if I could do your birthday show. Said, Why? He says I might be in Europe touring with one of my favorite bands playing uh, accordion. You know how to play accordion. Like that's cool, man. Do what you got to do. If that if that works out for you, cool. I'll find somebody else. And so it was like the only bands I wasn't worried about losing were X Empire and uh, 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 the Long Cold Dark. Okay. And I get a message from Drew, dude. We're not gonna be able to play your birthday show. I'm sorry. We'll make it up to you. Okay, cool. 
and then the same night I texted, I got a message from Grant and Grant was like, dude, I'm in like, okay, cool. And then I texted Ashley, like, uh, are you guys still playing November 11th? And she's like, yeah, we're, yeah. If, if you'll, if you'll still have us, she was worried that I was going to kick you guys off the show. I'm like, no, 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 you guys are playing. That's too funny. <laughs> like, no, you are definitely on the show. You need another band because I can pull. No, no, no. We got a beauty. No, we got uh, we got Billy Draws two on that one. I will book Tokyo Monsters at some point. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we'll get you on that first Tudor show we're doing in uh, April. That could be cool. Yeah, I mean we're running out of promoters and bookers (laughs) and stuff. So yeah, I got a show coming up in April. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the date off the top of my head, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Okay, that's coming up at Tudor Lounge. We're we're going to be doing uh, probably every other month at Tudor. Starting in April. So you have quite a bit of time between your shows then, right? We do about a show a month, or okay. we, we attempt to. Okay. Uh, and then there's, you know, months like, we, we didn't do a show in July, I think it was, we didn't do a show, and I was just sitting here like, August needs to get here, mm-hmm. you know? And then I get an invite for the, the night of the August show. Earl has invited you to Tokyo Monsters show. <laughs> I'm still mad you didn't show up. <laughs> I, I'm mad you didn't show up because I ended up inviting you to my show that night. <laughs> There's no excuse not to come to the show Saturday at, uh, at Mr. Goodbar. Yes. When? That is this Saturday, 8 o'clock. This is going to be a killer show, man. We're playing all the bands from it tonight. Uh, it's kick, uh, Lower Town Trio, Kickstart Rumble, The Barksdales, okay. and XM Prairie. Good, man. No, the Barksdales are killer, man. I've, I've been a fan of theirs since the first time I saw them. Which was, uh, which was uh, the weekend after my divorce. <laughs> I'm giving thumbs up to the microphone. <laughs> I've been doing podcasting since 2010. And I'm still acting like <laughs> I'm on camera. <laughs> Bruh, we did a show with Barksdale at um, Barksdale's at uh, Twin Lines, Barksdale's, and um, it was Dude Driver. Okay. Rockin' Buffalo. And, dude, it was pace place was packed it was really cool man those dudes like blew my mind i think they do like a cover of like uh breaking the law judas priest i think um it's possible and it's it's oh those guys are really cool man they definitely impressed me do driver too i don't know you ever seen oh, do drivers great yeah, those guys yeah. are great man i i i was uh sitting like you know my wife and i split up and i'm sitting there and i'm like well i can sit here and be miserable or i can go hang out and do stuff so i've Shot a message to my buddy Brandon, like, hey, man, what's going on this weekend? He says, oh, it's, uh, you know, Wolf Tickets, uh, the Barksdales, and uh, One Way Terror, and uh, there was one other band. I think it was the Clockers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, dude, are you going? He's like, yeah, I'll be there. I'm like, all right, man, I'll see you there. I'm going. <laughs> like, just to get the fuck out of the house, get my mind off of shit, and just meet new people and, and shit like that. And I had a fucking great time at that show those are all incredible bands so i'm glad i finally got to bar- book the barksdales i've been trying <laughs> i've been trying since i started booking to get the barksdales the clockers and one-way terror and bands like that and just the week to to no success and finally got the barksdales the weekend my uh, the weekend my wife left i think it was just like two three days of like just insane amount of like pinch drinking not going anywhere <laughs> yeah so i guess People handle things differently. <laughs> I probably should have done what you did. Uh, my whole outlook was like, okay, that's over, now what? 
Like, there's no point of trying to get that back. Just, it didn't work for a reason. Fuck it, it's over. The weirdest thing is just, like, sitting in your house, just like, damn, like, exactly, what do I do now, you know? You, and you, you, you find yourself just, like, looking around, just like, I remember I, like, like the third or fourth day, like I rearranged the furniture just so it'd be like a little different, you know. <laughs> I was just like, you know, for me it was just like, okay, you know, it's it's over, it's done. Oh well, what's next? And uh, you know, it took a little while to get used to. Um... This is Dork co-host. <laughs> Yeah, do you know uh, Andrew Abdel of Pollock? And, I do. Uh, you do. He he does know Andrew. How about that? Anyway, <laughs> I think everybody knows Andrew. He's not in Pollock anymore, though. He's just in voice, Eyes of the Blind. I think it's my voice, man. I don't have that radio, like, <laughs> nah, you're podcast. doing. You sound fine, man. <laughs> good, man. You got that voice. You sound fine. But now, if we There's were on plenty. camera, it'd be a totally different thing. <laughs> we used to, not this show, but the show we did uh, for All Western York Radio before, it was called Think Metal. We used to do it on camera, on uh, Ustream. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, you know, there was that. There was an episode. Uh, it's probably still on UStream where I get my head shaved because okay. I lost a football bet on the other podcast we were doing. <laughs> like, like I lost the bet, and it was like, okay, well, I'm gonna do it on the next episode of this show, and then we kept having to cancel that show for whatever reasons. Like, you know what? Fuck it, we're gonna do it on my own damn show. So yeah, there's video of me. Uh, we'll check that out. Getting my head shaved. <laughs> you used to have long hair, didn't you? Like I used that. to have long hair. That was, I had uh, shorter hair by that point. But uh, yeah, I used to have long hair. Back when you first met me, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were talking about that, man. Uh, I was I was on MySpace the other day, right? Like looking at old bands. MySpace. Stuff I was in MySpace. It's still around, and I saw like this flyer in there, and like I don't remember any of the other the other bands, but it said like "Think So Brain." I'm like, no shit, dude. This must have been like. <laughs> I don't remember when it was, man, like 2007, 2008, 2009, somewhere around then. It was probably, had to be 07, I would imagine. I don't imagine. remember where it was at either. I, I didn't really look at the flyer. We should, I should have looked it up. Uh, here, but what, what was the band? Uh, Salvation Awaits. Was that one of the shows at Maggie's? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember the show. so long ago. the flyer, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um... It was so that that was a long time ago. I had no idea that I knew you way back then, or we we probably met at some point because mm. it was probably like, oh hey, you guys are in that band, cool, nice to meet you. We're in the other band. You know? Then you walk away and you're like, those guys suck. These guys are <laughs> fucking awful. It's funny because we were we were talking before the show that uh, that Adam from the Taken, who's uh, filling in in Lost Elysium right yeah. now, he, uh, you know, he was like, he's like, dude, I've I've known Joe for like 10 years. I'm like, you have? He's like, yeah, man, we played a show together at, at such and such place. And I was in this band and I'm like, oh, okay. I remember your band. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's crazy to like see just how many people actually know me from when I was mm-hmm. in a band, let alone like doing podcasts for the last seven years for the local music scene what it is too is there's a lot of people that have been playing music around here for a long time i I honestly don't think there's really that many like new musicians playing man there's like a cutoff date like age where it's like 25 and up and like i don't know man um 
It, and to be completely honest, like, it's a pretty small scene here. Like, everybody sure. knows everyone. Everyone's been in a band with everyone, you know, so everyone knows everyone and everyone, everybody hates everyone, you know? Um, I mean, there's up and coming, <laughs> there, there are up and coming musicians around here, just younger guys that, like, uh, fuck, I can't think of the name of the band. There's this band, we had them on the first uh, show that I booked. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I didn't know when we booked them was they were, uh, they're high school kids. Yeah. And they were really fucking good. And uh, one of the guys from Final Decline comes up to me and he says, dude, these guys are so good. And I looked at him and I said, man, you know what? They're young and they're only going to get better. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, back with Twin Lions, like we were, we were booking a lot of bar shows, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, I tried to get another group in to, you know, maybe play with us, you know. And I there was this one group from Lewiston. I don't remember their name, but... Uh, they were young, you know, and I, I didn't think they were that, they were like 14, man. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying to get them to play this bar show, and they are like, dude, you know we're 14? I'm like, dude, I don't care, I can make it work. Yeah, right. I can get you guys in, you know, and you'll make a little bit of money, and uh, it didn't end up working out, but I don't think they wanted to, these kids were from Lewiston, I don't think they wanted to play with a bunch of uh, Niagara Falls drunks, you know. Um, <laughs> right. I think they were a little scared about that. So this is cool, man. We're doing the podcast, and you're all up to date on what's going on with it. Like, you got Twitter, Facebook going. Yeah, I got the dual screen thing going, man. That's the hub that's over new. there. Yes, Joe and Earl on together. <laughs> we are, uh, this is a first. This is our first podcast together, this man. This is cool, man. We broke the ice. <laughs> I feel a little more comfortable now. Good, um, good, good. And uh, that's and then like once you start talking about how things are going well, that's where the awkward silence comes in, right? <laughs> I'm having a blast, and then just stop talking. Yeah, but uh, no, things are going good, man. Uh, I yeah, got yeah. what's what? I got Tokyo Monsters, Lost Elysium, Twin Lions. You know, I got a lot of stuff going on, man. Going to school full time. Uh, that's cool. The shows. I'm not really this summer, man. We uh, I played quite a few shows, man. We were traveling. We helped like uh, we hit up Long Island. We hit up. Uh, New Jersey. Um, this year we flew to Spokane, Washington. So I'm sure you talked to Brian about. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know we. How was that experience for you, the Spokane show? I was so fucking high the entire time, and like <laughs> this, I'm sober now. I'm clean and sober, you know. And but this, this trip to Spokane, man, like this weed we have here is just like <laughs> nothing compared to this. Is like legit, like euthanasia, like. This shit will, like, I don't know, I can't even explain it. It's fucking strong. That's the best way to put it. This shit will put you on your... And I'm a pretty experienced pot smoker, you know what I mean? Right. Not that I'm advocating pot on your podcast, but... <laughs> even I, I'm sure many people who listen to this show have partaken at some point. It was cool, man. And, you know, we played out there, and the vibe, the people that were out there... They were just, like, the coolest dudes. They were the coolest people, man, probably because, you know, they were rather stoned as well. But, you know, it was definitely a, uh, it was something else, man. Have you been to the West Coast? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I've been to, been to Seattle. I've been to L.A. Okay. So uh, I've, never, I've never played out there, but I've been out there. It was cool, man. We, I remember the night before we had, we had to fly out that morning uh, to go to Spokane, and we left, at, like, the plane left at, like, 6, right? Mm-hmm. I decided it would be a good idea to stay up the whole night. I went to karaoke. I left karaoke about 2.30 in the morning, and I'm like, well, well shit, I'm going to be at the airport for another, like, two, three hours. So I literally just drove 
on the highways for like two and a half hours, just like kind of like sobering, sobering up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was just, it was a great show too, man. We had like probably four or 500 people out there, you know, and they were singing, singing along to the songs and stuff. But I just, for the most part, I remember it being like a really long, like five days. You know, <laughs> I slept quite a bit at the end of that one. I'd imagine. It's funny, man. I went to sleep at like seven o'clock this morning. <laughs> Like, man, I should go to sleep. I thought about staying up. Just fuck it, I'm up. I'm wide awake. Might as well stay up and, like, stay up through the show and then sleep after the show. But, eh, fuck that. <laughs> I tried to, I tried staying up last night. I, uh, I had school this morning. I had college this morning, 8 o'clock. And I had a, um, I had a thing last night that went, went to about 2 o'clock. And, uh... My girlfriend had to, she travels for work, so she had to leave at like three. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to stay up. You know, that's right. the easiest thing. So, you know, as soon as she left, man, I passed right out. <laughs> it just. I could not fall asleep this morning, man. I was just like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh, usually I'll like put on an, an episode of The Simpsons and just like go to sleep. Yeah, my, you're a Simpsons guy, aren't you? I am a Simpsons guy, but my internet just was not cooperating mm-hmm. with me this morning. And so I couldn't watch The Simpsons. So I'm like, fuck it. Let me see if I could watch something else. And I couldn't stream anything. I was too tired to get up and put anything in the DVD player, but I was, like, too awake to fall asleep, you know? <laughs> like, You're in that weird, like, uh, purgatory. Yeah, it's like, fuck, what do I do? I thought about staying up, and I'm kind of kind of glad I went to sleep, because now I'm going to, like... Bring but at the same time, it's like... <laughs> That's funny. At the same time, it's like now. Now I've got an interview tomorrow, so now I got to force myself to sleep tonight. It's funny because Earl shows up, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I got this email saying that I I got a shot at this job," and I'm standing there talking to him. My phone rings. I'm like, "I don't know this number," and I answer the phone. They're like, "Hey, this is so and so from that job you applied to, and we wanted to schedule an appointment with you for tomorrow." Like, yeah, okay, let's do that. That sounds good. I agree we should bring back Brian Muller. <laughs> October 11th, Brian will be back. We'll be uh, we'll be in Niagara Falls for that show. That's going to be interesting. It's our first time not here doing the show. <laughs> we've done the show um we've done the show outside plenty of times. You were listening last yeah, week, you yeah, heard the noise. Yeah, man. That was uh <laughs> So even with a little background noise this week, it's way quieter in here than it was last week outside. Uh, we're going to be in Scott Leffler's office on October 11th. Uh, he's having kind of an office warming party. I don't know if I'm supposed to spread the word about that or not. So uh, <laughs> if I'm not, oops, sorry, Scott. You're not listening anyway. You've been offline for 42 minutes. <laughs> You'll hear this later, I'm sure. The Dan Twist, where uh, he does his own... Uh youtube show you know so i've been in there a couple times i've been in there once and then we're going back with um with uh paul and john for twin lions which right. should be back in the eighth you know uh him and nick do their uh youtube show which is pretty cool the uh nick and dan show yes, airs sir. every tuesday on youtube i have not yet been on the nick and dan show. <laughs> it's it's a scheduling issue and also like i want to i want to do um like like i'm trying to do a bit for them but i okay. want to do it in my booth but there's not enough light in my booth for it to work. It's like, I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I'll figure it out and we'll, we'll make it happen. But uh, 
because like I don't want to do it out of here because like this background isn't like professional enough for what I want to do. Okay. So I want to do it in the booth where it looks like I know what I'm doing. You know. <laughs> I definitely got to get on your wrestling podcast though, man. Like ah, Sundays too. We could go to town on that, man. I'm a huge <laughs> like you like you know I'm a huge wrestling nerd. So I, I tell you what, um, man. We I think we talk about wrestling more on this show than we talk about on that really? show. Really? It's funny, man. We actually we actually now actively try to not talk about wrestling. Okay. It's gotten to a point where uh, last week we went unintentionally 44 minutes without even mentioning the word wrestling. And then this past week we ended up going almost a full hour Jeez. before somebody was like, oh, yeah, wrestling. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that thing. Dude, Twin Lions, uh, we were all fucking, um, <clears throat> we were all like huge wrestling you know, geeks. And like 80% of the shit that we would talk about when we were together was wrestling. Another twenty percent was like rehearsing and talking about music and what we were gonna do, <laughs> but eighty percent we'd go to shows, and the only thing really we all had in common was wrestling, you know. And besides, you know, music was wrestling, so we would just <clears throat> like wrestling was our thing, man. Yeah, I mean that one time that I did see you guys, that was the show where you were uh, dedicating all the songs to dead wrestlers. Like I, this one's for the Rock at Owen Hart. You know? I think even some alive wrestlers too. I, I think he I might think have, yeah. Uh, like big, big John Stud. Um, ah, he's dead. Quite a few that are dead. <laughs> it's crazy, man. To just the, like, it's weird to be a guy who runs a wrestling website and have to write eulogies for wrestlers when they die because it's like it happens so do you, often do you have any like on hand uh i just <laughs> did a bobby heenan one so well not on hand i mean like more do you uh like did you write one for rick flair thinking he was gonna pass? no just no 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 no, 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 do no the just no. in cases okay i don't do the just in cases if it happens then it's like oh shit okay now i have to write about it like the bobby heenan one was so unexpected it <laughs> left me lost for words man because like I grew up watching Bobby Heenan. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and I, I'm a huge fan of Bobby Heenan. It happened just after we went off the air on the wrestling podcast. And um, I kind of sat here and I was like reading everybody's tweets and I was liking everybody's tweets and putting, you know, the sad, uh, you know, the, the sad uh, reaction yep, on people's yep. Facebook posts and all that. And it's, oh man, like this really fucking sucks. This one really hurts, you know, like... I'm a huge fan of Bobby Heenan. I have been, you know, since I was a kid. And, like, I have the action figure down there somewhere. And, uh, you know, I told the story when I when I finally got around to writing a post on the on the website. Because it was like, you know, I was at... I, I opened up with, like, I'm at a loss for words, which you could never say about Bobby Heenan. Mm -hmm. Even after he couldn't talk. You know, like, he was still right on... He was just quick-witted, just... You know, like like Gregory Iron uh, posted that he met Bobby Heenan, and Bobby Heenan can't talk, but still managed through his uh, assistant to insult Gregory yeah. Iron. You know, like, um, and and the pictures are, uh, you know, he says, you know, Bobby handed me his cane, pointed at his head, and let me pretend to whack him in the head with the with the cane to, uh, you know, just for the pictures. And uh, I, I told the story of I went to uh, WWE Niagara Falls, which was a uh, retail store over in uh, Niagara I Falls, Canada. That. Yeah, yeah. Was... And um, yeah. and they were having a signing. It was Bobby the Brain Heenan, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. And uh, we got there late. 
And the security guard was like, no, I can't let you in line. And refused to let us in line. And they did a Piper's Pit right outside the store. So it was uh, Bobby Heenan and Gene Okerlund were the guests. And we never got to get in the line. We never got the autograph. It's like, God damn, man. Like, now, like, that really sucks. Because, like, being a huge fan of Bobby Heenan, I never got to meet the guy. And now he's, he's no longer with us and just... And it was before, like, he had his jaw eradicated, mm. you know? Like, so he, he, he was still, still able to talk to you. He was still able to talk. So, I mean, like, that would have been really cool. But, uh, you know, whatever. Security guard's doing his job, I guess, you know? The other night, it might have been last night. I don't remember. Uh, I was watching WrestleMania 9, and that was the first pay-per-view with uh, Jim Ross, right? Yeah. And, um, like, when you listen to, like, Heenan and Gorilla, it was, it was funny, but a lot of times it was the same, like, regurgitated, like, you know, comedy bit mm-hmm. where like then Ross would come in. He was just going on him about like being from Oklahoma and, you know, it's just <laughs> hilarious, you know. Um, I've watched the old, uh, like, I'm in 1997 now watching old Nitro's Raw's ECW okay. shows. And, um, watching this episode of Nitro and uh, it was a couple of weeks ago and uh, I tweeted uh, one of the lines was uh, Tony Schiavone was like, Are you chicken? And Bobby Heenan goes, how many eggs do you want? And I posted that on Twitter. I said, man, I miss Bobby Heenan. And, like, I actually put that in my post after he passed away because, like, mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, man. Like, it, like, to this day, I am tweeting things that Bobby Heenan said on Nitro. Like, I, it, 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 like I'm a huge fan of Bobby Heenan. He was, his timing was just epic Perfect. all the time. Yeah. yeah, And it was quick. It didn't matter what you said, man. That dude was, you know... What's funny is I'm uh my girlfriend uh, Jade I'm introducing her to wrestling she ne- she's never watched wrestling so I'm mm-hmm. introducing her to it and I'm starting around like ninety like four ninety five you know mm-hmm. uh, one she absolutely adores Shawn Michaels <laughs> and everyone that's not Shawn Michaels sucks um she's only watched four pay per views with me but she understands that everyone that's not Shawn Michaels sucks but um. But, like, and she just, she also, like, just Bobby Heenan just cracks her up. Yeah. And that's how you know that's good, man, because it transcends over into people who really aren't into wrestling, you know? Yeah, yeah. I am far more a Bobby Heenan fan than a John Cena fan. <laughs> uh, let's get in some music real quick. This is uh, a band you're going to catch Saturday, uh, this Saturday, at Mr. Good Bar. Uh, the doors open at 8. These guys will be on at 9. Uh, this is the Lower Town Trio. And this song is called Devil Eyes on all WNY radio, the Think So Joe Show.
Power Town Trio! My mic cut out on me, yay. <laughs> Talk for a second, will you? <laughs> Hello. Yours is good, mine, mine is good. Yours we can, is good. We can share a mic. Nah, I'm good in a second. I just gotta... I wanna be close to your face. I guess. Oh, there I am. Okay, cool. Yeah. Turn that off, too. That would help. Yeah, those guys are killer, man. Yeah, man. It's gonna be a killer show this Saturday, because uh, I was just telling you, you know, we've got four distinctly different rock bands mm -hmm. because you got this uh you got the lower town trio they're a, more of a rockabilly kind of style you've got kickstart rumble who are just this like you know old style 50s 60s inspired rock and roll yeah, band yeah. uh the the barksdales who are just this straightforward in your face punk band and xm priory who are just like the every band you know Love X and Priory. I've been chilling with those guys, those guys quite a bit in X and Priory. Um, you know, Dan's coming a little bit, but uh, I remember yeah. Nick first, when I first heard about them, he gave me a demo. This is probably two years ago, right? Or maybe a little more. I don't I don't remember, but he gave me a demo at the Evening Star, and on the way home, I popped it in my van. And I was like, man, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I, you know, when they started playing, I went and saw them for the first time. I'm like, dude, these guys are fucking great. You know? Mm -hmm guys are just fantastic for sure i always tell the story i was uh i had listened to the uh local uh quote unquote rock radio station mm -hmm. and um you know i was like what the fuck is this shit that you're playing and i went on twitter and i went on a rant about it and i'm like this is not rock music what the fuck and i kept tagging the station and their station manager goes well what do you consider rock music and i'm like you know that is a fucking tough question right now what do I consider rock music? And then XM Priory put out Suck. And I'm like, this, this is what rock music sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we love, that heavy rock music, man, they're playing on like, now it's on the oldies, like the classic rock stations. <laughs> I know, you right? Know? You're he even newer bands you're hearing on the classic rock, you know, classic rock stations, you know? Um, <laughs> But when they come to town, the 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 rock radio station uh, is always the one that says we're presenting this show, even though you know they don't. You know, the classic rock station is the one that plays them. <laughs> I mean, uh, that is very true. But you know, I I still like man. I still like these mainstream rock stations that don't really play rock, but I still love them because they're playing bands like AWOL Nation, Amuse, and you know the Struts and. I don't know, man. It's introduced me to a lot of new music. It's not necessarily rock, so to say, but it's still like. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Great, I'm just saying, yeah. like, if I if I'm tuning into a station that I'm expecting to hear rock, and I don't listen to terrestrial radio very often anymore mm -hmm. because, like, I've been doing the podcast thing, and I I listen to uh, you were talking about Spotify, and I've got Google yeah. Play Music. Uh, you know, I've been listening to that is as like. You know, that's where I'm discovering music now because I'll put on a song I like and play a radio station based on it. Um, but, you know, when I do listen to a radio station, like that was the station I used to listen to when I was listening to terrestrial radio. So it's the station I know. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I, I'm bored out of my skull. I need to stay awake. I was at work. I'm like, let me listen to this. Uh, let me listen to the rock radio station. That'll keep me entertained for a little while. And it was like, you know... It wasn't what I was expecting, I think, is more my complaint than anything else. No, rock music is not Taylor Swift. <laughs> I listened to, uh, just last night, man, I checked out the new You single. Yeah. 
Uh, I forget the name of it, but it was really great. It's not even, it doesn't sound like anything like the use. It's more, it's got that newer kind of like, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but. Uh, the used was a band for me that like, I can listen to them when they're on the radio, but I can't see them live. No. I, I The first time I saw them, I saw, I had never heard of them before. They were opening for uh, Goldfinger. Okay. Because it was the uh, singer from Goldfinger who signed them to his label. Uh, so he was taking them out on tour, and they played here in Buffalo at a place called Darcy McGee's downtown. I remember that. And uh, they used to get up on stage, and I'm like, this is fucking terrible. And I almost got into a fight with Burt McCracken. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> What uh, happened there? I want to hear more about that. I was wearing a Metallica hat, and he's like, Metallica's not fucking here, or some shit like that. So I was like, yeah, come fucking say that to my face or something. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, you think about though, man. The Use yeah. is honestly the only band from that era that's still honestly relevant. I mean, sure. still releasing music, you know. I'll give you that. Hey! hey. What's up, buddy? Let me turn your mic on for you now. Try to make a quiet entrance into your house, and it's loud as fuck. That's all right. That's all right. That was what the noise was. Was the mic? It's uh, it was kind of slight ground issue. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. We were just talking about the. Uh, we were just talking about the used, and uh, it's funny. Like I heard them on the radio, and I was like, you know, this isn't so bad. Yeah. Uh, so then I saw them again a year later, and I'm like. Eh, this is still terrible. And um, I ended up uh, meeting the guys from Goldfinger one night and just hanging out with their guitar player. And he was like, dude, when they first started, they borrowed my guitars because they didn't have equipment of their own. And they scratched the shit out of them with their wallet chains and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, that's 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 kind of fucked up. <laughs> Dude, we uh, we went to Spokane, Washington, Los Elysium, and uh, we had to rent a backline. We had to rent guitars, you know, right. for that show. We couldn't really fly with right, everything. Right. And um, so I had this really nice American Deluxe P-Bass. Um, we get done with our set, and I kind of lift the bass up, you know. It's, we had a packed house. I'm lifting the bass up, you know. And next thing I know, the bass just drops and hits the deck. Oh, no. And this is a rental. This is like an $1,800 brand new bass. Yeah. And I'm like, shit. And the... Uh, the guy we were renting it from came in like maybe 30 seconds after that. He had just missed it. <laughs> Dude, what happened? I'm like, I don't know, man. The strap lock came off. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, yeah, I got a nervous man there, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man, but that was, uh, yeah, that was the story I got from, from the dudes from Goldfinger was that they were like disrespectful with his shit and didn't have their own shit when they first went on tour. And like, I can understand. I mean, like, Maybe he was new to the band. I don't fucking know. You know, I don't know their history. I just, uh, but I, you know, the two times that I saw him, I didn't like him. Yeah. Which is also true for uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. I can listen to them on the radio all day. But seeing them live, I didn't like them either time I saw them. I was going around like uh, calling them 30 Seconds to Uranus. Mm -hmm. Brian, liked uh, this. Brian liked the tweet to uh, bring him back. <laughs> October 11th, Brian will be back. Welcome, yeah. Twist. How you doing? Doing all right. How about you, boys? Doing okay. Hanging in there. I didn't. I wasn't expecting you today. Yeah. Well, I I'm out of town next week, so I was <laughs> reminded by my wife. She goes, "You going to Joe's tonight?" And I said, "No, I got uh, it's my week off." She goes, "Well, you missed last week, and we're out of town next week." I was like, "Ah, eh, fuck. All right." <laughs> 
All right. Well, it's good to have you. Yeah. How you been? Doing I know well. last week you weren't feeling well. No, that was a, a bad tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> we're doing okay today. That's good. Good, good, good. And uh, we're, we're, we're promoting a show today that you're on. No shit. Yeah. Is it an all-Western New York radio show? It is an all-Western New York radio show. Uh, I hear one of the bands on there is sponsored by all-Western New York radio. Might as well be. <laughs> you guys are on every damn show. Right. You guys are literally on my next four shows. It wasn't my <laughs> fault, man. I just play bass, bro. I was I was Go so against... Right. So against having you guys on October uh, October 27th and final decline was like, well, we want to play with XM Priory. No, I can't do it. And then it's like, oh shit, it's a, sat- it's a Friday and not a Saturday and Inherent Vice can't do it. Hey, XM Priory, what are you guys doing? See, so it's your fault. <laughs> partly my fault. See, there you go. It's partly my fault. It's partly final decline's fault. Blaming them. Mm-hmm. Not only you guys, I've got uh, Billy Draws 2 on two straight shows, too, now. Yeah, 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 you do. <laughs> blaming, uh, blaming the long, cold, dark for that. It's all your fault, Drew. Blame Scott. It's all Scott's fault. Sure, it's all Scott's fault. He's not listening right now, so we can uh, blame him for everything. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, seriously, like in New Year's Eve, we're gonna we're probably gonna announce the New Year's show next week. We'll announce all the bands that are on it because we finally filled the final slot on that one. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Tell you what, we gotta do is we gotta get XM and Tokyo Monsters in the same place. <laughs> right. Well, we're working on getting them. You guys have so many shows coming up. It's probably not gonna be till next spring. Yeah, you know? probably not. Um. Well, we are looking to book April right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, like everybody's trying to play with Exxon Priory because honestly, like you guys, there aren't really that many bands around here that kick ass like you guys do and can play longer than half an hour. You know what I mean? Right. Um, You're making me blush, but go on. <laughs> You're so pretty when you blush. Um, I was telling him a story before he got here. Uh, I first heard about you guys maybe like two years when you first got together. Yeah. And Nick uh, gave me a, a demo, mm-hmm. you know. The shitty basement recording. And I, and exactly. I remember, <laughs> and I, going home from the evening, sorry, I popped it into the car. Yeah. I'm driving. I'm just like, man, this is garbage. Oh, yeah. And then I saw you guys for the first time at the Star, and I'm like, dude, these guys are killer, man. These right. guys, you guys played a ton of covers that night. I think you yeah. did like Skinner song, you know. Yeah, I think at that time we only had uh, like three or four originals. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that basement recording. There was like five or six copies out of the first ever recording for X and Priory. They weren't meant to go out of the basement. <laughs> they were just, you know, things for us to reference so we could remember what we were doing. And uh, Budweiser got the better of that deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, let's put out like a couple of them to, to people that we know just to kind of get the feel out. It's like, all right. It wasn't even so much that it was bad. It's just the recordings. Oh, yeah, it was very, literally like a Frankenstein um, system. Kind of reminiscent of the days where you just hung a microphone in the ceiling and everybody played in a circle. <laughs> you got audacity going yeah, and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, there, there's definitely uh, Think So Brain recordings like that oh, out yeah. there. <laughs> we, took, we took one of them and uh, actually uh, there was a song called Burning the Bush, which was about lighting uh, then-President George W. Bush on fire. Uh, and uh, we we did a, you know, dining room recording of that and... Next thing you know, I've got it remixed on Facebook with uh, George W. Bush quotes. No, on uh, on MySpace, it's still there to this day. 
<laughs> MySpace.com slash ThinkSoBrain. Is that even still a thing? Yes! MySpace, yeah. Earl, Earl was on it the other day. No You're shit. late, man. <laughs> we, uh... Is it coming back, or what? I think Justin Timberlake bought it. Yeah, Justin ago. Timberlake, yeah. I think, owns it now. I think you're right. Um, I'm really disappointed, man. A lot of that music I did back in the day, like 2005, 2006, it's gone. Like, there's no CDs, you can't find it online, the shit's just gone, you know? There's a lot of music, man, where, like, I released. I always try to make sure I've got it somewhere... So, like, right now, there's a... We were recording an album when we split, so I've got the the uh, scratch tracks. Because basically, it was like, hey, we have to practice for this show coming up, but we also have an opportunity to go record. Let's go practice in the studio! <laughs> and that's exactly what we did, and we've got the recording from that. I've got it somewhere. I don't know where. It's uh, on one of my computers laying around somewhere. And, uh, just, but, like, those original, like, that original demo of that song is on MySpace with the George Bush quotes on it. <laughs> Very nice. MySpace.com slash ThinkSoBrain. Not going there. <laughs> I'll check it out. There's things on MySpace that I don't ever want to see again. <laughs> see, this though, man, MySpace, like, being in a band with MySpace, it was so much easier to use to promote. It was... I mean, Facebook isn't bad, but it's just, it's, I don't like the idea that you have to, you go through the work to get people to like you and follow you, and then you got to pay money to show them, like, your posts and stuff. That's, mm-hmm. for me, it's, I don't know, MySpace was cool, man. MySpace was cool being in a band, you know? Yeah. Oh, really cool. I, uh, MySpace was the best for being in a band, yeah. man, because, like, that's where I put my band together was in the MySpace classifieds. Yeah. <laughs> it, it had, it had a music player right on it. Yeah. You know, uh. I caught the tail end of that when I was in leaving my metal band, Future Faction. We had did... the tail end of that. And we had a fucking GeoCities website. GeoCities. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was in a I was in a, a, a lift. I was getting a lift home from somewhere, and uh, the guy uh, by day is a web designer, and he he drives when he's bored. Like, I got some downtime, I'm going to make some extra money by driving. So he's driving me home, and we're talking about uh, websites, because I was just uh, finishing up the uh, voiceovers uh, by Think So Joe website. And I'm like, hey, you know, can you give me some tips on uh, search engine optimization? And he's like, well, you know, as long as you don't have uh, one of those, uh, what, what are they, Weebly or what the fuck ever, right? Like, where you, where you, no you build the, you're they build the website for you. He says, as long as you don't have a Weebly, uh, Weebly site, you're fine. Like, oh, okay, cool. And he's like, what did you use to make your site? Like, oh, I did it from scratch. And he looks at me funny. And I go, no, dude, like, no, I, I, I know what I'm doing. Like, I made it HTML, CSS, and all that shit. Oh, okay, I thought you just did, like, you know, some old school, like, like no, man, it doesn't look like a GeoCity site. The guy goes, GeoCities? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I used to have a, a handful of those, too. <laughs> MySpace was easy, man, because there was just one source for promoting where now it's it's just there's so many mm-hmm. and they're all fucking interconnected like we had this issue in twin lines where like our reverb nation was also like it was somehow linked to another band no shit it was the strangest thing so you would go to our reverb nation and it would automatically send you to like a different band's reverb nation mm-hmm. and it was the strangest we couldn't figure it out and we just had to delete Reverberation, you know. No shit. Uh, when when I was promoting that no, first show, no. the, the show I was telling you about with the young kids, when we were first yeah, yeah. promoting that show, 
I was, Scott's like, oh, check them out. They're on Reverb Nation. I go on Reverb Nation. I'm like, no, this says that this band's from Minnesota. And it turns out it was the band we were looking for who are distinctly from Western New York. It's like, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> it's like, I don't know, man. It's weird. But yeah, I, nowadays you got to promote on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, Instagram, yeah. I don't know. I, I heard uh, Lost Elysium was trying to do Snapchat for a little while. I, I, really? I had to teach Brian how to use Snapchat for that. <laughs> I just got into Snapchat. I'm just kind of now coming up into this stuff. Like, yeah. right. I just found Spotify. I, you know, I just got in uh, Snapchat. You know, Pinterest. I just got on, which is funny. Uh, I'm on Pinterest, right? And a lot of the stuff I pin is like hairstyles and like men fashion stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. so it's a lot of really good looking male models. Right, mm -hmm. so I'm in class a couple weeks ago, and I'm I'm on my Pinterest, and I'm looking, and this thought popped in my head, and I'm like, these people all think I'm gay. <laughs> it's just these like really good looking fucking models, like buff dudes with beards and like suspenders yeah. and like, you know. <laughs> I I have a Pinterest account, but I'm not active on Pinterest. But I'm I, I'm constantly on Facebook. I'm constantly on Twitter. I got both of them up on my screen right now. I'm always on Instagram every, at least once a day. I'm on Snapchat at least once a day. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't actively uh, use Snapchat that often, but because uh, because there's no way for me to promote anything on it. Yeah, yeah. Really, really. I mean, like, I could sure I could post a story and be like, yeah, hey, come to my thing on but Saturday, that, but then it's gone. It's gone after a day, and who knows how many people are actually going to, you know, sit there and look at it. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> whereas, like, Instagram, you know, I'll throw up the video or throw up the flyer or something. Like, hey, come out to the show. There's a Instagram account. They're called uh, Picks in the Pit, and they take, uh, it's a photographer. Okay. And she goes to all, like, these local shows, and she takes pictures. She's from Buffalo. And I said, hey, you know what? You should come to my show on the 23rd as my guest. Like, you're, you're comped, you know, here's the information, come to my show. So, like, you know, it's a way to network, it's a way to come, a way to promote, and, uh, you know, as is Twitter and as is uh, Facebook, you know, like, this show goes up every every Wednesday, 6 a.m. and 5 p.m., there's a post for this show saying, hey, listen to the show tonight, here's the bands we're playing. Do people actually still flyer, like, physical? What's the last time I did guys, last week. You did, you I did last flyers? week. We do a couple. Yeah. Like, a, a lot of our thing, we really haven't booked our own shows, pretty much. I mean, a lot of it's had to deal with promoters and this cocksucker sitting next to you. <laughs> um, so, flyers are things that, like, we didn't really have access to. Like, we okay. could have made our own, but, um, you know, dealing with uh, certain promoter shows, they give you a few handbills, and then they give you a few like, full-color, nice posters kind of things. Mm -hmm. So we kind of... Usually a poster will go up in some high-traffic area. You know, the rest of them is kind of like a... Uh, almost like a scrapbook thing for the band okay. sort of thing. And then the handbills will photocopy and post the shit out of. But, uh, no, actually, flyers is one thing that I really want to get back into. This was my first time actually uh, putting up anything for a show. And it's, just, it's, it's mostly because I actually had physical things to put up for the show. Uh, so I went out, I went and saw Dirty Smile, uh, Wyatt Coyne, and a couple of other bands on uh, Saturday night. And I figured, well, since I'm heading that way, I've got all these flyers for the Good Bar show. They're, they're little postcard flyers. You guys see yeah. it it's right there. Mm -hmm. uh, little postcard flyers. I'm like, you know what, fuck it. Let me go down to Elmwood. You know, let me go down by Good Bar, and I'll throw up a bunch of these like within a few blocks of the venue, and I'll yeah. hand some in at the venue. So I gave the venue like 10, and I put 10 up around the venue. 
And the good thing about these is they're they fit perfectly in beside in between the signs on the uh, or in between the buttons to cross the street. Okay. <laughs> so I posted it on Facebook, and I, I have one right across the street from Good Bar that I took a picture of, and I was like, "Push this button across the street to Good Bar next Saturday night." There you go. <laughs> See, uh, Kickstart Rumble, Lower Town Trio, the Barksdales, and XM Priory. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one, man. This is gonna be a killer show. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a late night, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be a late night. Who'd you end up having on the nineteenth? Uh, the nineteenth was Yellow Sauce, Arcadia, Janie Crash and the Tall Men, and Wyatt Coin. Okay. Oh yeah, I was there for that. You were there for that, and that's actually how Wyatt Coin got the show that I saw him at last week. Nice. Is because uh, Megan Brown from Dirty Smile was hanging out, and uh, she, she was, was like, "I like these guys," and she booked them, and uh, then I went to their show and got into a sword fight. <laughs> It's fun. They they handed out these uh, like foam swords you buy like the dollar store, okay. right? Yeah, and I was about uh, to say, I'm glad you're explaining this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they they invited everybody up on stage. Come on, we're gonna have a sword fight. We'll we're playing the songs. I have a sword fight with the other people on stage. And then I, I I took off afterward because like you know what, Dirty Smile wasn't going on until like one o'clock. I wanted to get home and work. So I'm like, all right, you know, I folded the sword up. I threw it in my uh, in the pocket of my cargo pants. <laughs> I'm walking down the street, and these uh, these three girls are walking right next to me, and they go, "Excuse me, sir, you have a sword in your pocket." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm aware. It's walking. I'm, I'm walking. I ended up walking to. Uh, I walked downtown from Nietzsche's, uh, just because it was a nice day out. Didn't have anything better to do. Had some time to kill, so I ended up walking up Main Street, and there's so many fucking people on Main Street. I'm like, where the fuck are all these people coming from? Like, what are all these people doing here? And they're all dressed, like, really nice, too. They're all in front of Shays, and they're in front of uh, Fountain Plaza. I'm like, what the fuck are these people all doing here? And, like, I took my headphones off for half a second. I heard music playing. There's this tent with all these people. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It was uh, something called Curtains Up. I don't know anything about this. And I get, I get, uh, I get to the bus station, uh, the bus stop to wait for my bus home. And I see all these people on Facebook posting about this thing. Like, oh, I was gonna, I wish I could have gone to this thing. And, you know, another one of my friends was like, hey, here's my friend's band playing outside at this thing. I'm like, dude, I, I literally just walked by you. I didn't see you. There's so many fucking people out. I didn't know what it was. Crazy. But hey, they had a lot of people. I, I want that kind of fucking reach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An old picture of Scott Leffler wearing a buffa slug. <laughs> Yeah, the Buffa Slug. That's a long dead thing. Well, Scott's online now. Maybe Scott's listening. Hi, Scott, if you're listening. We've been making fun of you the whole hour. <laughs> what happens? Yeah, you don't. You, we think you're not listening. We're going to make fun of you. Once a week for two hours, we get to make fun of Scott. <laughs> you're going to be. Uh, oh, no, you got a show on the 11th. Uh, That's a Wednesday night. When? What? October? You guys have a show October 11th, right? Oh, yeah, we're opening for Mikhail Graves. At the... Oh, okay, okay. So you guys will not be at the uh, at the uh, house uh, office warming party. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's uh, Brian and I are uh, hosting the show from there that night. Oh, 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 interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It'll be fun. It'll be gotcha. something. He's going to carry equipment to Niagara Falls and do the show in Scott's office. Right. So what's going on with Tokyo Monsters, man? Or did you guys already talk about that? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, well, I don't know. 
No, I do not. Um, <laughs> well, dude, we got uh, two singles released so far. We've only done two shows, right? Yeah. We got two singles released. Uh, we just filmed the uh, performance shots for the music video. Okay. For cool. the first one. Um, we're playing September 30th at Stamps. Uh, I don't think we really have anything booked after that, so. Okay. You need a band. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, we're just, we're just having fun, man. It's. It's a good group of people, and you know we're writing what we want to write. You yeah. know, um, it's cool, man. It's it's you know originally I wanted uh when I see when I first when we first put Tokyo Monsters together it was in my head I wanted Stalking Neptune, Twin Lions, like super group, right? Okay. So I wanted it to be me, Nathan, Joe, and then Joe Weary. Mm-hmm. It was gonna be just this like kick-ass band, you know, and Joe ended up not, you know, being able to do it, but it still turned out to be just this phenomenal, you know. Yeah, even as a three-piece, yeah. you guys have a wall of sound. It's it's Joe, man. It's it's Joe. Joe Baldwin is just out of this world, you know. Um, and then what else? We got the... Uh... No, that one's not me. <laughs> Actually, I know who that is. That guy's an asshole. <laughs> I'm not mentioning his name on the air. <laughs> I mean, uh, the thing about Tokyo Monsters too, you know, is it's it's Joe's baby. It's his his thing. You know, it's yeah. a swan song. So, I mean, uh, Nathan and I are just kind of like um, I like to look at it as we're just tools for him to use to right. kind of make his, you know, because the dude is, you know, um, really good at what he does. You know, yeah. I mean, all three of you guys are yeah. phenomenally talented. I was telling him uh, Lost Elysium. We're gonna be working on the album. Over the winter, so cool. I, we're actually going into the, uh, into the studio to do drums nice. next week. So, which studio? Uh, GCR. Okay, will be there. You go. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's get into some more music. This is another band you could catch Saturday night at Mr. Good Bar, 8 p.m. The doors open. These guys will be on about 10 ish. Uh, and this is Kickstart Rumble. This song called "Runaway Regina" on Old WNY Radio, the Think So Joe Show.
Upstart Rumble, all WNY Radio. On the Think So Joe Show. Think So Joe Show. Oh, it wasn't that on. loud. What the f- man? It wasn't that loud. You c- <laughs> I got a limiter on these now, man. Oh, no, fancy <laughs> Yeah, that's why I've been trying to do the damn show in here is because I have the noise gate and limiter and all that shit. So no it's more like fucking Dixie cups and yarn for you. Yeah, no man, no more tin and no more fucking tin can microphones. <laughs> like that asshole she sent the picture of a minute ago. <laughs> Earl asked me when he got here. He said, "Do I got to be right up in this microphone?" Like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Nope. Last uh, the show I used to do on this uh, in this time slot, yeah, but no. <laughs> well, even, that, even the Yeti, the one you use outside, you don't got to be right up on it either. No, that one picks up real well. Yeah, I've, I've been a too lot well. Of, a lot of different podcasts and radio stuff where you literally got to be like sucking on the mic, and it's yeah. No, we got good mics here, man. <laughs> they're 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 not great mics, but they're good mics. They work. They they serve their purpose for sure. By the way. Lady Laura Moore, that's not the only picture of me on MySpace, but that's a good one. That's uh, me and, uh, and A.J. Amherst, uh, formerly of the Whiskey Reverb. It was back when he was just A2J doing his solo thing. I miss those guys, man. That was I miss a, Whiskey. That, we were talking about fun bands. We were talking about just, just bands. Like, before we came on the air, we were talking about bands that just have this infectious energy, and that yeah, was one of the bands... Uh, and and you mentioned them, and I said that's a perfect example of of exactly Dude, you know what we're is, talking about. If the band is having fun, it just translates over into the audience, you know. And those guys had a great thing going, man. They're rag family and everything. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed I never got a rag name. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I give myself one. I'm like, I don't think so, rag. <laughs> Yo, I, I have a. I'm working on a DJ career, right? And, like, the most important thing for me was coming out with a DJ name. Yeah. I got the perfect one, though. DJ Dirtbag. <laughs> perfect. That works. I like it. Yeah, man. Just, yeah, no, I miss the Whiskey Reverb, man. That's uh, We were talking about bands uh, before we came on the air that just had this infectious energy. And you, you mentioned the Whiskey Reverb, but I mentioned Clear. Uh, and also, uh, I mentioned XM Priory. <laughs> Thanks. Even even when you're not here, I'm I'm praising your band. Oh, I know, I hear. You make me feel like a fucking asshole when you do it. But <laughs> everyone, thank you. Everyone loves Exum Priory, and I'm, I'm a little jealous, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> I'm a little jealous of the shit you got going on in Lost Elysium, fucking touring the country. Yeah, yeah, man. You it's know? it's definitely been a blast, man. That's definitely on the fucking bucket list. You know, if this shit starts picking up, you know. Hopefully, it will, man. I mean, you guys are. Uh... We were kind of talking before the show about, uh, you know, bands that don't necessarily want to, uh, you know, quote unquote, make it, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but, you know, if you get there, you get there. And, and, you know, as we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tokyo Monsters being one of those, XM Priory being one of those back when I was in a band that, you know, Think So Brain was one of those like, yeah, we're, you know, we're happy playing Buffalo, but if we go elsewhere, cool, man. You know, well, it's good. I mean, even if I if I can get like a good year and a half out of it to making decent money on the road to where I can just tell my job, be like, look, it, I'm taking a leave of absence for a little while. You know, get whatever money you can, invest it. You know, don't blow it. Go out and buy a fucking Porsche or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but you know, take your money, use it smart. If I could just, like I said, get like a good year and a half out of it, I'd be fine for you sure. Know? Check mark on the fucking list. Yeah, I mean the key there, in my opinion, is like you just you've got to make that decision. That's that's the making the oh, yeah. decision is harder than actually doing it. You know, oh, yeah. 
and you just you just gotta go you just gotta jump you yeah. know um it's easy for me because i'm still a young guy i'm only i just turned 26 so i can <laughs> you know if need be i can sleep in a van you know i can uh i'm a u.s marine i've done worse things so i've slept in worse <laughs> you know right. um no, it's it, you know touring is I, I love touring man i love traveling i love it's being in a different city every day it's it really is like it wasn't until i started doing that that i that i, I finally knew like this is what i need to do you know exactly. but unfortunately you know there's a lot of people that can't do that they can't mm-hmm. get yeah. in the van and go that's you know, kind of where we're at because yeah. you know two out of the four members have kids Three out of the four of us are married. You know, I mean, we all got full-time jobs, so it would have to be a smart jump. Like, we couldn't just jump in a van and go and see what happens. You know, we'd have to plan it out, you know, whether it be through reverb nation plays or whatever. um, Try to figure out a map of where we're going to go. Small thing, like maybe we take a weekend, Mm -hmm. a long weekend and do four states or something like that. See how that goes and branch Mm -hmm. it off from there. Do the Metallica thing and only play on Fridays, Saturdays. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, or what Metallica was doing before this touring's, tour. Touring's different now, man. You don't yeah. you really don't have to get, don't have to go on like thirty days. Yeah, no, days no. Being a small band, yeah. one, you're gonna go broke. Oh, yeah. absolutely, That's gonna happen. You're <laughs> yeah. not being a small band. You cannot sustain yourself on the no. road. No, you have to yeah. keep in short intervals. You know, in my opinion, at least. Um, Randy, touring was great. Touring is great. You know. I wouldn't know. I only played Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Furthest out I played was North Collins, and I was sick that day. Uh, I was I was like literally dying, and uh, like I had an abscess tooth, so I was like oh. dizzy, and you know like that shit could kill me. But it's like no, I got a show. I can't. I, I can't get it pulled that day. I have a show. <laughs> So wait until after the show to do it. I'm like dizzy. I'm like trying not to fall down on. Uh, I, I want to say stage, but it was uh, it was a floor. <laughs> it, we were not elevated at all. Uh, it was. You had a spot to play, right? I had a spot to play. It was. Uh, it was like it was supposed to be this two day thing, and it it got narrowed down to one day. And uh, one of the band's drummer had a heart attack the night before. Oh. Finished the set, by the way. <laughs> he was. He had a heart attack while he was playing, finished the set, and then went to the hospital. And they had to cancel the show. But uh, (laughs) we played with another Niagara Falls band. I can't think of who it was. Solomon Nero was their drummer. (laughs) Um, Future faction? No, no, no. Uh, Yeah, that was the furthest I would play. I had no cell reception. Luke was my ride. It was back back when Luke was in my band. (laughs) Back when your band was my band. <laughs> Can't help it, man. I know. It's cool that uh, that uh, you guys all came together like that. Though. It's weird. Like, I, I feel like I kind of bypassed the whole history of the thing because I just removed myself from music for like yeah. 10, 11 years. Yeah. yeah. Until fucking Lucido pulled me out of the woodwork. <laughs> it's crazy, man, because that first show you guys played, you played with uh, From the Ashes. Yeah. So it was literally almost... Every single one of my former bandmates playing a show together. Yeah, that's what I heard. I walked in the door and uh, and from the ashes is on stage minus uh, Sean, their singer, mm-hmm. and from the ashes was Think So Brain with a different singer. There you go. And I walk in the door and Sean's not on stage with them and they're like, "Where's our singer?" I'm like, "This isn't awkward," <laughs> you know, like, "Hi guys." <laughs> right. 
right. Hi, how you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> so you one man going back to what you were saying, Dan. Uh, like if you blink in the local music scene, like it changes on you. Oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. Just one year of like, even like the last year, I haven't played many shows in Western New York. I just haven't, you know. Um, like ever since Twin Lines ended, and I started, you know, going on the road. It's just. One, all these bands just started going away. Mm. All these great bands, too, man. Like, oh, yeah. a year or two ago, man, we had a, in my opinion, we had a really good scene. Mm. Like, a year or two ago, man, we had Stock and Neptune. Mm -hmm. You know, we had uh, Rise from Autumn, Twin Lions. You know, uh, we had a lot of really good bands. Lost Elysium. You know, there's Elysium was still playing uh, locally. Um, and all of a sudden, Whiskey Reverb, Super Killer Robots, and then just, everything just blew up, man. Yeah. Everything just kind of, and I honestly, this last year, I, uh, I'm kind of out of the loop a little bit, to be completely honest, with what's going on, hopefully, you know. That's why you gotta listen to this show, then you know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> we try to keep up. It's hard sometimes, man. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just, it's just the music in general, you know, I mean, yeah. you got bands that'll pop up daily, and then good bands will survive for a while. And... And you got new bands, you got bands going away, and like... yeah. Bands uh, coming back. Bands coming back, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's, uh... The fuck was the one band? They're from Tonawanda. They're playing under a different name, essentially, now, but uh, they had broken up. Um, Six Sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Couch Creatures. Six Sin. I was listening to them. I, I started listening to them, and I'm like, man, these guys are good. I gotta get out to a show. And then it's like, yeah, we're no longer a band. Are you fucking kidding? Well, <laughs> two out of four original members are still in Couch Creatures. Yeah. They got a... They got a new drummer, Lewis, behind the kit, who's just a fucking beast. And then, uh, as of right now, I believe they're still looking for a bass player. <laughs> I know Scott's running, uh, they're still doing shows. You know, they're still trucking through, but Scott's running through a uh, AB box through two different guitar amps and a bass rig at the same time. <laughs> so they're doing what they can do to get the fucking word out there, and kudos to them. You know? Lady Laura Moore, I don't know where or when that picture of Scott Leffler was taken, but it's an, he's wearing an all-Western New York radio shirt. There's an all-Western New York radio banner. That means it was sometime in the last 12 years. <laughs> so it was not in the 90s. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. Yeah. I gotta, I, I gotta start a... I, I gotta come up with bands to play on this uh, anniversary show coming up in March. We'll... Tokyo Monster. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm uh I'm I'm really analyzing the That's scene so right far. now and figuring yeah figuring out who I want. <laughs> I'm just getting me and Earl on stage both playing bass at the same time. It'll be like a bass off, mm -hmm. <laughs> dueling basses. That was funny when we did the uh, first Tokyo Monsters show. Um, Dan let me use some of his gear, right? So he came to sound check. You know, we start playing and stuff, and I told him, I'm like, dude. It's funny, like, I can actually play, but don't actually don't tell anybody, because I got a reputation to fucking protect, right. you know? I'm just a pretty face up there, man, but I, I can actually it. play. Um, We're bass players. We're not supposed to know what's going on, but we do. No doubt. Yeah. It's funny, I'm in a room with two bass players that got picked over me to play bass in bands. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, there was a show you couldn't do with uh, with Lost Elysium when you first started. That's and right, they, yeah. And they were like, we're either going to play acoustic or you can play bass. I'm like, all right, cool. So I started learning the songs, and I sent Brian a recording of me playing the songs. You know, And he's like, yeah, we're just going to play acoustic. 
Well, before he got the recordings, he said he was, that you know what we're yeah. just gonna play play acoustic, and I'm like, ah oh, man, that sucks. All right, cool, but you know I learned the songs here. Here they are anyway. You know, he's right. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you did pretty good, but yeah, we're we're gonna play acoustic. We already made that decision. Like, okay, cool, no problem. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the funny we always talk about how XM Priory could have been a completely different band had uh, had myself and uh, another one of my friends gotten uh, the spots that we were. Uh, pretty much offered. <laughs> yeah. No, it would have been uh, it would have been interesting to see, you know. Yeah, what kind it, of direction it would have taken. It was funny. I, I bumped into uh one of my one of my old friends who was in the band that influenced me to get into music, and he's like, "Yeah, I almost sang for XM Priory, but then uh, you know, it just didn't work out, and Nick ended up singing, and like, like yeah, I almost played bass for XM Priory, but it didn't work out, and Dan ended up." <laughs> They were like, oh, man, you know, we're, we're sorry, but we got a bass player and like, it's, you know, Dan Twist is going to play bass. Like, oh, man, you guys are. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, and that's cool. That that's oh, you, man. that's way better than having me in your band, because <laughs> I don't know, man, because at the time it was probably a good fucking six years since they even picked up a bass. Yeah, but you still are far more experienced than I am. Oh, stop. You've worked on my bass. You know that your gear is far better than mine. So hey man, not even that, dude. Fucking, I play two hundred dollar basses on stage. Yeah, dude, I, yeah. you know, I, I, in my opinion, man, you really don't need really nice, expensive stuff. I beat the shit you out don't. of my stuff. Exactly. Dude. That's what happened. You know, I'm not American gonna. Deluxe, yeah. I would love to have you know an American Deluxe Fender or whatnot, but I'm not dropping eighteen hundred dollars <laughs> on it and nope. beat the fuck out of it on stage. You know, I mean. Same thing when they started, um, actually, Jackson Music, the whole thing why I think they started going down was they started bringing in Orange Amps and all this boutique shit. Mm-hmm. But they, mm-hmm. like, the uh, the ESPs and the LTDs and the Gibsons were coming with pre-worn paint jobs. Like, fuck that shit. If I'm buying a guitar, I'm going to wear it in myself. Uh-huh. You know, so that's why I don't care that I'm playing $200 basses on stage. <laughs> I'll make them sound the way I want to sound, yeah. and when I break one, I won't feel bad about it. I played a show one night. We called it the uh, Blue and Gold Party, and I wanted to, uh, I wanted to just go buy like one of the cheap PV Fender, like the, the Strat knockoffs from uh, yeah, yeah. from D'Amico Music. Yeah, the, these guys are from Niagara Falls. They know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was gonna go buy one. I was gonna get a, I was gonna get like a blue one and just slap a Saber sticker on it because that was that was like the Sabers were doing really well at that time. Uh, so that tells you how long ago it was. Uh, <laughs> but the Sabres were doing really well. So it's like, we're going to have a blue and gold party, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give away a guitar. And uh, then I just ended up not doing it. But, uh, you know, I would have played that guitar. Like, seriously, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, I prefer, you know, the guitars I got with my humbuckers and all that shit. But, you know, I'll play a fucking knockoff Fender you know, PB. No, I mean, I'm I'm yeah. right with Earl, man. I mean, you don't have to have the newest nah. to the new, the shiniest to the shiny. I no, mean, no. honestly, the only reason why I even play out of Ampex is just because that's what I know. Yeah, I got yeah. through Think So Brain on a on a guitar I paid a hundred bucks for when Media Play was going out of business. It's exactly. an Orange Orange County Choppers officially licensed guitar yeah. <laughs> that we, uh, you know, we took the shit off of and, and painted to uh, to more reflect me than Orange County Choppers. Right. <laughs> Still got the chopper flames on it. I was playing that guitar last night, as a matter of fact. Because, <laughs> like, you know, I sit in here with the light on in the studio, and I've got uh, glow-in-the-dark fret markers on that guitar. So I was like, okay. do these still light up after a decade? 
And sure enough, they fucking do. <laughs> now, see, just to tell you how much I really don't care, you got glow-in-the-dark fret markers, I got glow-in-the-dark fingernail polish on my fretboard. <laughs> nice. I'm not paying the money for fucking fret markers. Uh, I didn't pay much, man. I got them from eBay. Somebody was selling uh, them cheap. I got like two sets of them. I think Luke put put a set on his on one of his guitars. Nice. So you, you uh, guys, you guys buy new or you guys mostly used? Uh, actually, the only new guitar. I, oh, the only new guitar out of everything that I have, regular guitars and basses included, are the blue one that I bought when I joined Exum. Because at the time I didn't, I traded in a seven-string Ibanez, the Japanese Ibanez. Because um, when I showed up to to try out with Exum, I had a piece of shit fretless rogue. Okay. Um, that just it sounded horrible. It was beat to fuck. I got it like fourth hand out of somebody else. I actually think they left it in my apartment <laughs> when I, before I bought my house. So uh, you know, I showed up with that. <clears throat> I'm just jamming a little bit and. Just forgot how fun it was, yeah, you yeah. know. So it was like, all right, so it's time to get rid of this, regardless of what happens with this tryout. This is going bye bye. I gotta get something good. And uh, as much as I loved my seven string, it's a unique instrument, and that sort of sound died out a long time ago. <laughs> unless you're mushroom head, unless you're corn, unless you're kind of <laughs> nothing like that is gonna yeah, come yeah. back. Up I, I got sent a video on Instagram this morning of a guy. You, you ever see these videos? The guys playing along with their uh, with the beat that their washing machine makes. Yeah. 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 So I get sent one of those, and it's like the guy is playing an eight-string guitar. I'm like, one, I wish I was talented enough to play along with my washing machine. Yeah. Two, I wish I was talented enough to play an eight-string guitar. Fucking Devin. Or anything with more than six strings. Fucking <laughs> Devin from uh, uh, Dreadnecks plays an eight. Yeah. One of his guitars. Is yeah, but that guy is fucking incredible. Yeah. But, no, uh, fucking Joe Baldwin. <laughs> if that's guitar Back. playing, I'm doing it all wrong. Yeah. Back to your question, I own, I have two that I bought secondhand, everything else I got new, yeah. which surprises me because I thought that number was going to be like completely opposite. I, then I started thinking about it and looking at my collection and it's like, no, the only things I bought used were my ESP and my uh, bass. When I, when I, after I got the Marines, uh, a lot of the, I bought stuff in the Marines because I knew I was getting out and I wanted to start playing again, right? So I, I did buy some nice stuff, you know, I bought a really nice Fender. That was nice then. You know. um, it was nice when you let it go too. Kind of wish you would have told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like I bought an Ampeg amp because yeah. that's what you're supposed to buy. Yeah. You know I had the money. You right. know. Uh, then when I got back, I just I started going to like used places, and there's just so much cool stuff you could find. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I found, for sure. I bought this uh, Memphis base. Oh yeah. Memphis is like a company from the '80s. Yeah. Um, back in like California and stuff. You know. Right. These broke. You know, hair rockers couldn't buy uh, couldn't buy Gibsons and stuff, so they would buy the cheap like plywood. Uh, oh yeah, you know, Memphis's. Um, I actually had one of those about three or four years ago. Cool man. Absolutely. Yeah, I've for the most part all the guitars I've ever had have been used or um, a lot of hand me downs. Dude, if you, I will never turn down a guitar. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't care how shitty it is. Yeah. You don't want that? I'll take it. You know? I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. I actually have a bass that I'm rebuilding right now. My buddy found one in the garbage. It was mm -hmm. a, uh, a four-string Warlock bass. Found it in the garbage with like a Fender case. Yep. You know, the case was beat to shit, stickered to hell, whatever. We rebuilt the case, and he just, he wasn't a fan of that body style. He's more of like a traditional kind of body style. Mm -hmm. So he went out and just got regular fucking half-inch pine, made a body, made a playable guitar. And I said, well... 
the pine's really not that good for a tone sort of thing, you know, so let me just kind of remake the body, but he fucking picked it out of the garbage. I got it. I'm rebuilding it. His fucking Epiphone that's been sitting in his garage for three years is at my house right now. I'm going to do something with it. <laughs> you know, same thing. I'll never turn down a guitar. Yeah. You know, no matter how mm-hmm. shitty it is. If it's playable, I'll get good. Mm-hmm. If it's not, I'll put it on the wall for art, which is where that fucking four-string rogue wound up. <laughs> I painted the body of it and it's hanging on the, uh, the wall of my stairs in my basement. But yeah, I mean, like, even, even my amps and shit, they're all used. I think the only thing I bought new was my 115 seismic cabinet when I needed a cabinet to get into Axum. And that was just because it was fucking cheap and it was there. Yeah. You know. But other than that, all the amps are used. I have one new Mitchell guitar that I got at Guitar Center. Um, just because I was curious about the brand. Okay. And it was a hundred bucks. You know. Um, so that one's new. Um, and the blue bass that I first got with Exum. And even no, my white one was used too. I bought that used too. And then the uh, the one that Liz painted. Yep, yep. With the skulls, yeah, that she was did actually a fantastic yeah, she job did. on that man. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's sick. It's still holding up too. I beat the hell out of it. But uh, that one was originally res or red. It was an Ibanez Geo. I got that off of Craigslist because the dude was selling that in a hard shell case for a fucking hundred bucks, and you can't touch nice, a hard yeah. shell case for under a hundred. Nope. That was the whole reason why I went out there to buy it. I was like, I don't care about the base. I want the case. And uh, even the one that uh, you picked up, the, yeah, uh, yeah, the black one, yep. yeah, with the uh, the SRX, that one was used too. That was one I was hunting for a while. My amps are used. Even my small little fucking practice amp over there, I think I got used. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, dude, like when it comes to like cabinets and amps, I just don't care. I really, if, as long as, because I, I, I'd like to think I can get some tone out of whatever I'm playing out of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I don't care if it's an Ampeg or it's a PV. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I yeah. really don't give a shit. Um, we played Lou Graham, the Tavy Downs, like fifteen hundred people, and I was playing a sub series, uh, um, by Music Man. Mm-hmm. It's like a two hundred dollar bass, and I had a PV, um, like three hundred watt head. Oh yeah, I don't care. Right. You know, it's it's bass. Exactly. You know, we're not talking about uh, as long as you can feel it, it don't matter. This isn't you know slash you know it's, right. it's bass. It's bass. Right. You know, yeah, fucking I did uh. I, I went through my entire first run with Think So Brain without even owning a guitar amp. <laughs> like, like Luke's got a, Luke's probably still got it. It was a, I think it was a PV amp. No, uh, I think the uh, the only other one he's got is the Crate Two Twelve. No, he must have got rid of it then. He had a he had a PV like Two Twelve combo, and that's what I was playing for. Maybe it is a. Actually, no. You know what it is? Because when I got him yeah. that uh, when I got him that XXL head, he tried plugging in the foot switch, and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, well, that was uh, that's what I was using for the first like two years of Think So Brain, and then mm-hmm. like we went on a hiatus, and I went on eBay and I bought uh, my ESP guitar, and I bought my uh, I bought a, a Ibanez cab, mm-hmm. like like a four twelve, and uh, used that for. Uh, for the rest of the duration of Think So Brain, and then I was like, I, I saw my guitar player Dave used a, a you know, one eighteen or something, right? And it was way louder than my fucking four twelve. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what the fuck am I carrying this thing around for? And I ended up trading to Brian uh, for for my uh, guy that's buried over there. <laughs> I, I will say this though, uh, like when it comes to bass, I don't mind carrying gear. Mm-hmm. I've always, for the most part, liked having big, you know, eight by ten. Oh yeah. You know, but I, I, 
But I buy you shitty, like, yeah. like the cab I have now. It's like a Fender, uh, like a 215. It's a giant fucking cab, way bigger than it needs to be. I bought it for like 160 bucks, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think my goal in the next few years is just buy up every Ampeg 8x10 I can find on, like, Craigslist. <laughs> you find them all shitty and beaten up for, like, yeah. 400 bucks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Me and you are going to be fighting for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll share them. All right. <laughs> um... Like have the wall of speakers behind you. I've been looking, dude. I'm, I'm honestly thinking uh, I gotta end up buying, eventually buying, you know, what I want to start using. Uh, I'm thinking sometime this year I'd, I'd like to just get like a nice power amp, mm-hmm. but like a legit like oh, yeah. like six thousand watt power amp, you right. know, and just like a little fucking uh preamp and just you know, blow the house down. Exactly. You, you can buy <laughs> Behringer power amps for like nothing. Yeah, yeah. one of the uh, the iNuke series. Yep. Yeah, the, I was looking at the iNuke 6000 like, the other day. <laughs> That's what I was too, man. Because it was a thing. Like, I like my PF500 because it's nice and light. Yeah. You know, in, in my rack case, I'm. Um, the Behringer head that you're yeah, currently yeah. using, you know, it's, it's fucking heavy. It's like 35 pounds. Well, my PF500, 200 more watts. It's like 11 pounds, you know. So I was like, all right, that's kind of cool, but. What if I want to run a couple of those Ampeg fridges? Yep. You know, the 500 ain't going to hold it, so I was looking at the power amps. And yeah, you can go on fucking, I think Guitar Center right now has got the iNuke for like 150 bucks. Yep. <laughs> you know, fucking 6,000 watt motherfucker. The new model bad. of Behringer. Oh, I said I said that ain't bad. <laughs> oh, the new the new model of Behringer they're making, it's like their new, uh, it's about the same price, but it's 2,000 watts. No, no shit. 2,000 watts of 4 ohms, man. It's nice. That's some power, dude. Hell yeah, it is. Well, that's what I want to eventually get to a, a place where if I want to run 4 MPEG 8x10s, right. I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. I don't mind carrying them, you know? That's the thing. Like, even when we, we loaded out the fucking gear for Doyle when we opened for them, they had, each of them had four cabinets. Yeah. Um, Doyle was running 412s, and uh, the basis was running 410s. But even though they had four cabinets, only one was plugged in. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was just pretty much like a Kiss or Slayer kind of stage sure. show thing. <laughs> you yes. know, but at the same time, it's like, why not fucking plug them all in and just blow the house down? I mean, that's that's the thing. You know, I think a lot. You know, we're all old school. And we still think that's cool as shit. But, you know, <laughs> I want, I want fucking four eight by tens on stage. Hell yeah! <laughs> you go to you go to shows now when they have fake cabs on stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the thing I mean all these fucking cabs from Doyle were loaded and they were heavier than the motherfucker <laughs> but they weren't plugged in you know which kind of makes sense because if you blow an amp on the road okay or blow a cab right. on the road okay unplug this one plug it back in but uh you know it's just it's the same time I was like dude that's cheating on, <laughs> Doyle plays out of fucking 300 watt Ampeg tube heads anyways he's got the power to run them their mm-hmm. bassist had two SVT uh fucking 7 series and those are putting out a thousand watts each watch, yeah you know, it's like, holy fuck, man. You guys got the power to do it. Just do it. But at the same time, you know, going back to your fucking nobody cares because it's bass thing, which I fully fucking agree. As long <laughs> as you feel it, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Exactly. You're going to feel it if you got four eight by tens. You have 6,000 fucking watts fuck coming at you. Yeah, uh-huh. This Saturday night at Mr. Goodbar, upstairs at Mr. Goodbar, and you can get tickets right now at allwnydeals.com or from the, any of the bands. I... Uh, this Saturday night, doors at 8 o'clock, and uh, we've got the Lower Town Trio, Kickstart Rumble, XM Priory, and this band, this is the Barksdales, this song called Down on Luck on all WNY Radio, the Think So Joe Show.
Barksdale's on all WNY Radio, the Think So Joe Show. Catch them Saturday night upstairs at Mr. Good Bar. I'll be there. Will you be? He's asking you. I'll hey, be there. I'm going to try and make it. <laughs> I was asking the people. But let's be honest. Earl was looking at me. I'm like, dude, it's my show. I'll be there. You never know. <laughs> right? I'm at, I'm at all of these all WNY Radio shows. Just Sometimes in, you duck out early. Just, just in, in case, case you come to my show. Your legs or whatever. What's <laughs> just in case you come to my show. I'll I'll do my best to make your show. What's the uh, Niagara Falls? You might have to give me a ride home. Okay. <laughs> or is that the uh, no? We were, we were making a joke that a lot of times you would have a show and I would have a show and we'd both invite each other. Oh yeah. <laughs> I literally invited you because you invited me. I'm like this fucking asshole knows I got a show that night. <laughs> That's and then the it's like, part. but no, I, I I get that you're probably just like you got the list. Click 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 click. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Lady Laura Moore, I have no idea if I was even actually painting anything in that picture. <laughs> I well, might have been. That's the other part that sucks, too, is because you've got so many, you know, big, heavy-hitting bands around the area that haven't uh-huh. fallen off the wagon. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing. It's like, well, fuck, i got to show that night. But maybe I can get on stage early enough to duck out and go see these guys. Yeah. It's like, isn't you it know? bad enough i got to compete against Kiss and uh, who, who was the other band that was playing? Taking that? Back Sunday. Taking Back Sunday. i got to compete against Kiss and Taking Back Sunday. Now i got to compete against Tokyo Monsters, too? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, if I wasn't playing the show, I'd be at the Tokyo Monsters show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool, man. The two doors, two doors, a cool place, man. Yes, but the show that we're t- the show we're referencing, you were at. Which one? You were at my show. You weren't at his show. The August nineteenth. Oh yeah, no. Well, it's because I already told Leland I fucking. Okay. <laughs> Previous engagement. Yellow sauce, man. Those guys are crazy. Because that one was actually back when you had Arcadia here. You were talking about that show. Yeah, yeah. Pushing that show. So it was that's the thing. I had been promoting this show for months, and all of a sudden, Earl was like, "Hey, I got a show on August 19th. Like, yeah. <laughs> just pops up out of nowhere. Like, what you're doing? Just no, make it out. Right. <laughs> just get out of the house. <laughs> and then the show before that, I think there was a, a Lost Elysium show the same night. Yeah, yeah. With uh, with God's creatures that you went to because you were in God's creatures at the time. Yup. <laughs> then you still ended up showing up at my show. Yeah, because the fucking waiting room stopped selling beer. I had to coax you into giving me a ride home. <laughs> yeah, there was a miscommunication. There. Yes, that was a total miscommunication, because I would have bounced early otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I had already told Billy Draws 2, like, hey guys, you know, I hate to duck out early on your set, but I gotta fucking get home. <laughs> right. And that was before Uber and Lyft got here, so it wasn't like I could just pay 20 bucks to get home or what the fuck yeah, ever. No, but actually, speaking of Tudor, the waiting room show that we played with Lost Elysium when I was in God's Creatures was the first time I'd ever been to Tudor because okay. we got there, I loaded everything in, I helped you guys set up, went back to the falls, picked up uh, my singer Nick because he wanted to show up. So I went and got him because his car wasn't running right at the same time. We come back to the waiting room and you guys are finishing up your sound check. Yep. We go to the bar and it's like, hey, can we get a beer? And they're like, no, we're not serving until the door's open. I was like, what the fuck? It's like an hour away. Come on, man. You know, so we ended up just walking down the street. Nick talking to his iPhone. He goes, where's the closest place that'll serve me a beer? And it was like, Tudor, one block away. That was the first time I'd ever been there. Yeah. You know, and then the same thing at the uh, the end of the night, which was kind of surprising to me. The fucking house lights came on at the end of the show, and they were like, all right, get the yeah. fuck out. You know, so they were like, can we grab another beer for the road? And they were like, nope. So that's how we wound up the stamps. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm getting a call from Nick. What's going on at Stamps? Like, yeah, Billy Draws 2 is about to go. So we haven't missed the end of the show. Like, no. We're like halfway down the 190 when he calls you too. <laughs> and I'm thinking, because I had joked around earlier about, like, you guys should come to this show and give me a ride home. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, oh, cool, I got a ride home. I can stick around for the rest of the show. And then yeah, it's like. Well, I, was, I never seen any of those messages. And then they were like, so you're taking me home, right? And I was like, uh. No. Got- <laughs> you flat out said no. I'm yeah. like. What do you mean, no? Right. <laughs> it's like I got an extended cab pickup truck. I got two bass cabs ahead and two guitars in the back seat and Nick in the front seat. There ain't no room, motherfucker. You made room. I did. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to try and make it out this Saturday. Cool, man. Sure, cool. Man. Upstairs uh, at Good Bar, it's, uh, doors are at 8. Uh, first band's on at 9. That's Lower Town Trio. Then Kickstart Rumble. Then the Barksdales will be on at 11. XM Priory will be on at midnight. 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 Yeah. A little later than I would book normally, but uh, it's uh, how Good Bar does things. So, uh, oh, the venue pushed it back? I was wondering about that. Well, you know, it was. I, I don't know if I had any kind of deal in place to start early. I, I don't think I did. Okay. Uh, and I don't have the I don't have access to the emails from before when we first started booking the show. So it's just like, all right, whatever. Your their site says eight o'clock. So fuck it, eight o'clock. That's what we're doing. Right. Well, I kind of so load they'd... load in is at seven and yeah. you know. Well, I kind of figured they'd almost try to hurry up the fucking original music out so they could open up the cover bands. No, they downstairs. They uh, you guys are upstairs. Too, we're right? upstairs. Yeah, we're yeah. upstairs. Uh, no, that's what they want to do upstairs. Is they want to do these late shows and they said if uh, if the crowd is going really well uh, with you guys, it usually is. 
<laughs> uh, then you can go later than one o'clock if you want to. <laughs> if you want to. Oh, if we definitely you want can. To. You can. I know you can. You did it for uh you did it for that uh, all Western New York Radio anniversary show you guys played where you played way late into the night. Yep. The wee hours of the morning. And it's good bar, so it's not that expensive for me to get home from, so <laughs> I don't gotta rely on the bands to drive me home. <laughs> See what man, we're uh, we're really quickly running out of venues now. Yeah, oh man, yeah, it's terrible. Down left and right. Right. I'm, I have a feeling somebody's going to end up... I think the cats are fighting each other outside. Probably. Somebody's probably going to end up purchasing the waiting room and either opening it up under a different name. I mean, I hope so. It's a yeah. killer venue. It is. It really is. Yeah. Um, I, I hope it doesn't meet the same fate as a place like the Icon, where it just sits there rotting. I never got a chance to grease the place. I, uh, I passed uh, Broadway Joe's the other day on Main Street. <laughs> And, I go uh, by there all the time, man. I got friends that live really in the neighborhood. Fucking, I played there so many times. I love Broadway Joe's, man. Yeah. It was really depressing. I played there once. Like, seeing it close, man. The only time I ever opened for a national was at Broadway Joe's. Oh. Open for uh, Smile Empty Soul. Really? Yeah. Who hasn't? Yeah, right. Exactly. That's my <laughs> joke. Say, all three of us. Everybody's there. everybody's open for Smile Empty what's, Soul. Uh, speaking of venue, what the hell's going on with Showplace? Uh... I don't know. I don't want to say anything, and I don't really know. I don't want to just, you know, I, but... I had heard it's up for sale, but I don't know how true that is. Gotcha. Yeah, because I know they, there was that big stink about fucking reopening it back up, and we did Burtfest there, which worked out all right. I well, I, I had talked to Greg stuff. after that, and uh, and Greg was mentioning that they want a shit ton of money to fucking yeah, I did run shows well, there. I mean, it's, it's a big fucking venue. And it's a nice venue now, yeah. too. Yeah. I think they should have kept it like the shitty, decrepit, like right. Toronto theater. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's how that's that's the show place I remember. That's I, that's where I played my first show. Was that show yeah. place? We're down in the bathroom, man. It was just like it was a trough and a bucket. yeah, I remember. A <laughs> trough and a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. That's if you didn't fall down the stairs because they were covered um, in piss. <laughs> damn, the show place is cool, man. Yeah, they still yeah. had the sticker wall up there, which was kind of nice. Did they? Yeah, they didn't. They pretty much redid everything except for the wall that the urinal would have been on or the trough would have been on yeah. but they put four urinals there instead cool. but the sticker wall still there the coolest thing with the show place too was like there's two things one was like those shitty nasty seats they still had there yeah. that you were like I don't know if I should sit there but there's nowhere else to sit <laughs> right and then on the front of the stage in between the barricade uh, in front of the stage they just had stickers from all yeah. just years and years yeah, of yeah. stickers man they got a couple pieces of that still on the stage it's uh I don't, have you been there since they reopened? I it? haven't. Okay, it's room. I won't. The stage used to be, you know, straight across. Well, now they yeah. kind of made it a little catwalk in the center. Okay. Um, so it's like a T-shaped stage, uh, essentially. And there's a couple portions of the stage where I don't know if they used previous portions of the stage mm -hmm. to create the new one or whatnot. But there is a few places uh, randomly on the stage where the, the sticker pieces are still okay. there. Which That's is kind of cool. It's a little nostalgic. Like, I, it brought me immediately back to when I was 14 again. Yeah. I saw you know, so many bands at Showplace. Local, national. Fucking, well, my metal band opened for Kitty up there. Yeah. I I've, I was at so many shows there. Man, just like, oh, hey, this band I like is playing at Showplace. Let's go. Right. <laughs> you know? And... I didn't you always get the circle pits on the uneven floor. That was yep. fun as uh -huh. fuck, man. That was fun. I heard they flattened it out, did they? Yeah, it's all oh. flat now. Yeah, we, when I, uh, my first foray into all Western New York radio was, uh, we were at, uh, one of the early house parties and we were talking, we were talking to Scott about playing the next one. And, uh, these guys were just sitting there and overheard this conversation. They come up and they go, 
hey man are you guys a band yeah they're like uh do you want to play a show next sunday at showplace like uh i don't know you guys want to play next sunday at showplace yeah let's do it like yeah cool so we got into showplace and that was our first show uh and uh the the guys uh that got us on the show those were that was the fracture and i'm still friends with their drummer to this day uh even though he lives in uh down near tampa <laughs> right now so hopefully his house is okay after the hurricane um i know he's okay because he was in buffalo when it hit um and medicated silence who were another great band who are still friends of mine to this day uh we uh, we all played at show place together that was my first show uh i got to play the icon that was actually a fracture cd release party that was a cool venue yeah, I never set foot in that place. I liked that place. It was another place where I saw a bunch of, you know, national bands play. And Same like, thing with, um, not to interrupt you, but... Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. Town Ballroom. I've never been there. Really? Yeah, never. Town Actually, Ballroom's great, man. I probably will be there when uh, Warren Doyle come through. Yeah. yeah. So. Machine Head is going on. Yeah, Machine Head too. Machine Head's going on tour, and uh, they're they're coming through. Uh, they're going to be at Town Ballroom on Valentine's Day, actually. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, they're doing like two and a half hour to three hour sets with no opening act. Nice. Yeah. Fucking good for them. So I, I might end up at that uh, at that show. Right. Um, I, uh, my first my first show was at Showplace Theater. Was it? Yeah. It was. Uh, I think I was fourteen. Okay. And um. It was us playing a showplace theater in front of uh, the promoter and the opening band. <laughs> it, was, it was something else. I had plenty of times, uh, plenty of shows like uh, that. You guys got nice regal venues that you opened up in. My first show was in the back room of the Hyde Park Ice Pavilion. My first show was almost in the back room of the Hyde Park Ice Pavilion with a with a band that uh, I believe you might have been in, Planet Overdose. Yeah, that's the band <laughs> I was talking about. Yeah, it was that one and... Shit, I can't remember who else was there. There was like five or six bands. I remember Hate Scar was one, which I wish they were still fucking together. I can't even. This is the joke in Niagara Falls back in the day. Was like you, you were either in Planet Overdose or you were in Revile. Yeah. Or I, you were in both, like I was yeah, for a brief, too. very brief periods of time, and never played shows with either one. Or you're only twenty six and you have no idea what the fuck you guys. Yeah, are right. About. <laughs> this is before your time, young man. Although, <laughs> do you guys remember Stem? They yeah, actually yeah. played my sixteenth birthday party. <laughs> at the back room at the Hyde Park Ice Pavilion. <laughs> Me and my uh, ex-girlfriend, because we had birthdays uh, 18 days apart, so we rented out STEM and had a big fucking show. Cool, man. Yeah, it was a good time. That was back I just, they were cheap. I remember, like, Revile being, like, everybody was in that fucking band, right? Yeah. And, like, it, it was just a it. rotating fucking lineup. And by the time I got into it, it was uh, it was the ruins of Revile, and I was at Justin Blue's house, and we're like trying My to get these couches, trying to get his couches, uh, these couches up to his attic, and we can't fucking figure out how to do it because we're just fucking stupid kids, right? <laughs> you know. And so now we're fucking sitting there, and we're like trying to hack off the arms of these couches for some blue? fucking reason. Maybe I, I don't remember. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Probably the ones that were in his basement when Future Factor. Right? Probably. It's possible. They couldn't go in the attic, so they went downstairs. Yeah, I think that, that might be the case. That might have been exactly what happened. Now, you want to talk happened. about a lot of fucking gear, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> this, I had a full, full, full and a half stack. I okay. was running out of uh, two 412 cabs and a double 15 base cab out of my Randall Warhead. Uh, Justin was running, I think he had a full stack, too, and he had some other thing. Um... 
depending on which drummer you had depended was indicative mm-hmm. of how big the drum set was. And my ex uh, Amber was the bass player. I think she was running out of two cabinets, all okay. in a fucking basement, <laughs> all on at the same time. <laughs> it's amazing. I can still hear. <laughs> that was a lot of fucking crazy. shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy how much history Twist and I have, and how many how many bands we were both in at separate periods, or almost in at separate periods. Actually, speaking of revival, I don't think there was an original member left in that band. You're probably right. I don't even know who the original lineup was. Oh fuck, you got me. <laughs> was J- Judah was the original bass player though, wasn't he? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, really? I, I I may be mistaken, but I think it was Paul Yates. Oh. Leo Bax was in that band. It's Leo Bax's also, birthday. I see his name on the... Uh... <laughs> I was also in a band with Leo Bax. <laughs> I, I see his name on my Facebook screen right now. It's his birthday. <laughs> it never came out. Uh, that was actually called Odium. <laughs> and it was Leo Bax singing. I was playing guitar. And for a while, we had Tom Stingle, if you remember him, on bass. And there was like three or four drummers that came in and left. <laughs> Never really got off the ground. I think we had like four or five original songs. It's just crazy how how these bands just went through lineups, and it's like, oh yeah, I was I'm I'm in this band. Like, oh, you're in that band now. I used to be in that band. Like, yeah. well, that was the thing. And then the rotating members made their own fucking band. You know? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, like on the other op- on the opposite side of that, like when Twin Lions ended, like those other guys could have easily went on, but like you know what they said when we all agreed was like, no, this is the four of us, man. Right. It's, you know, none of us want to continue Twin Lines. It's the four of us, you know, one day out of that one day down the line, yeah. we'll do something else, you know, but it's, uh, we weren't going to make it. We were going to keep it what it was. We weren't going to make it that revolving door of, right. you know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of what Plus, it, it wouldn't have been as good, to tell you no. the truth. You know? I mean, that's what Think So Brain do. became that though, because Think So Brain was it was me and it was uh, Luke from XM Priory. It was a drummer named Robin. It was my uh, my buddy Dan was playing bass, mm-hmm. uh, not this Dan, <laughs> a different Dan. Uh, we fired Dan. We got uh, George Cardona, <laughs> who's been in everybody's band. Uh, he he's a former member of Lost Elysium before you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know that well, but I know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so he was in uh, Think So Brain, and then the whole thing fell apart except for me and George, and we went on, and we got uh, 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 Carl Harris uh, and Dave Ticket, who went on to become uh, From the Ashes after I left After I left Think So Brain and kept the name and all the songs, because, <laughs> like, you guys get the writing credit, but I own the songs. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, XM Priory puts out a song that sounds just like a Think So Brain song. Fuck, man. man. <laughs> it's funny because, uh, it's funny because Nick's the one that wrote the song. Which one? Uh, Suck. Well, that one was already pre-written before I joined. And no, so I know that. Can... Yeah. So, actually, Suck. my first contribution to XM Priory is Tell Goodbye. When I first heard Suck, I was like, this, I know this fucking riff. And it was is the same riff from a song called uh, "Greater Than Expected" that Think So Brain did. Well, I'm gonna let you in on a trade secret. It was entirely by accident, but apparently when Nick I'm was aware. thinking of that, he was listening to a lot of Misfits. Yeah, it's... listen to "Suck" side by side and <laughs> from "Where Eagles." Where Eagles Dare, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard that story. Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, like four or five years ago, I was in a band, uh, Fourth Wall. Okay, if you guys probably don't heard of heard of it. Yeah, we um. We were recording an album, right? And we just got done tracking everything. It was going into the, you know, post-production. Um, 
So Joe and I, I've, I've been playing with Joe for since we were like 14. My first show was with Joe. My last show was with Joe. It shows, man, because just yeah. on stage, the, the back and forth between you two, it's just it's yeah. an old hat, you know? Um, now, we, was, was Joe in the band with you when you did the, the show with Think So Brain? Yeah. So that was at uh, fucking um, North Tonawanda, uh, fucking the hall there. Legion Hall, VFW. No, somebody hell. It's it's a name. Uh, fuck, I can't think of the name of the place, man. We'll figure. We'll go on MySpace. After we'll we'll go on MySpace. And we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, we we just got done track and everything, and um, Joe and I were watching. Uh, I think it was Black Sheep, right? Oh, really? Um, Chris Farley, and so we're watching, and we just got done tracking like that day or the day before. Sikora Post, by the way. Okay. <laughs> We uh, so we were watching Black Sheep, and a Toady song comes on, or it might have been you know a different. It was a Chris Farley movie. I want to say it was Black, Black Sheep, but a Toady song comes on, and it's the same exact intro that we had just tracked. Oh yeah. We're like, oh, and we didn't we didn't listen to Toadies. I don't listen to Toadies. Mm-hmm. He didn't know who they were, right? You know, but it's uh, I forget what song. It's like a da na 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 na. Okay. Yeah. And we're like shit. Yeah. So we had to go in, and it's already tracked, and we're like, well. <laughs> that was something else and it wasn't just like it was kind of reminiscent it was the exact same key the exact same riff, oh man the right. exact same tempo <laughs> the exact same beat it was actually i got the one like that too when i was in putrefaction i was fucking around with this one riff on guitar and uh it was before kitty had released their um their oracle album mm-hmm. and uh i was dating my ex at the time and all of a sudden she calls me up and she goes whatever happened like do you have contacts with the people in kitty i was like I know Talina, but that's because I ran into her at a fucking bar in Toronto when I was visiting my now girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, because, like, listen to track, get the album, listen to track five, note for note, same thing, tempo for tempo, <laughs> the exact same fucking thing I've been riffing on for years and just couldn't figure out where to go with it. Ah, oh, you mother... <laughs> you know, I, I don't think, I mean, there obviously are people that go out and they do intentionally steal music, but I, oh, don't, yeah. I really don't think that's that big of a thing, man. <laughs> no. I think... No. A lot of it's a lot of coincidence. There's only so many things you can write, okay? For the most part, you might be subconsciously uh, motivated, you know, yeah. by something else, but I don't think most, if anybody, is going out and blatantly stealing, well, I mean, even, you know? Even Von Dutch said it. Um, for those of you who don't know, the original Von Dutch, before it was a clothing company, <laughs> was the inventor of modern pinstriping, mm-hmm. you know? And also a gun maker, knife maker, just a crazy bastard. Um, but I mean, he's even down this quote, one of his quotes is there's no such thing as an original idea anymore. Yeah. It's all mm-hmm. been done. You know, go mm-hmm. ahead and use my shit if you want to. <laughs> all right. We got to get out of here. Uh, Saturday, September 23rd. That's this Saturday night, 8 PM. Uh, doors open, get your advanced tickets from all WNYDeals.com or from the bands for just five bucks. It's seven bucks at the door. Uh, you get uh, lower town trio kickstart rumble, the Barksdales. And Dan's band, XM Priory. This song is called Pale Goodbye on All WNY Radio. Think So Joe Show. We'll see you next week. Whenever it starts, there it is.